The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In order to thrive in today's competitive business market, you need to constantly adapt to change. In other words, reinvent yourself and your company. Welcome to Business Reinvention with host Nancy Lynn. This hour will have you listening to and thinking like the successful business leaders of today. Now, here is your host, Nancy Lynn. Hello, and welcome to the first broadcast of Business Reinvention, sponsored by Change Agent SF Coaching and Consulting Services. And this is Nancy Lynn. I'm really excited to be here today, and I'm glad to have the opportunity to share insight and inspiration about business innovations and transformations with you. Today, organizations are facing unprecedented challenges, so I hope that the conversations with business and thought leaders on this show will provide all of us valuable business lessons. And coincidentally, I learned that the top story of Harvard Business Review's March issue is going to be Reinventing America. And the issue is actually coming out tomorrow. So I think our show is very timely, and we are getting a head start on the subject of reinvention. Steve Jobs, or former CEO of Apple, used to refer to innovation as connecting dots. And he pointed out that creative people are more innovative because they tend to have more diverse experiences, so they have more dots to connect. And they're also able to make sense of their experiences and synthesize new things based on those learnings. So in this show, I'm going to try to bring you stories from different sectors and different countries to help us to think about our solutions and our challenges more broadly and uh, from different perspectives. So I hope you're enjoying the stories. So make sure to tune in every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific time for the show. And, of course, companies cannot carry out their reinvention strategies without people who are inspired to change. And in some cases, I would think that's actually more challenging than coming up with a strategy itself. So today, we are kicking off the show with a special program on a very unconventional organization whose business success is driven by dramatic personal reinventions. And I'm talking about the Lindsay Street. It provides an environment where homeless and... Um, Ex-convicts can help each other to transform themselves and eventually run profitable business at the Lancy Street. And this is really amazing, um, especially if I point out that this is all done without the help of any professional experts or psychologists. And some of the Lancy Street's graduates are now lawyers, and some work at advertising agencies, and some work at well-known companies such as Pepsi, UCSF. It's just an incredible story. So joining us today is President and CEO of Delancey Street, Dr. Mimi Silbert, who started the organization in 1971. Mimi, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's such an honor to have you here. So, wow, it has been 40 years since Delancey Street was first created. 
and without a doubt, it has been such a huge success. But even today, 40 years later, the vision of transforming ex-convicts into successful business people by self-governing still sounds very audacious. So how did you come up with the idea initially? Well, to begin with, we wanted to set something up, particularly for self-destructive people, where they would not just be the recipients. And we set up a nonprofit in a very unusual way. We have no staff, we took no government money, and we set it up so that the running of what we call a family, which, you know, has 2,000 people and and 20,000 graduates, but it would be on the shoulders of the people who are usually thrown in prison and thrown away. And if you feel the responsibility of something, you get stronger, I believe. So we started with no money, no staff, and put the entire organization on the newcomers to this day who come in here who don't know how to do anything, and we say, you will rise to the best thing you have possible. So how did you get the idea that um, self-help or self-governing can help? Does that have something to do with your upbringing or your own experiences? Yes, my my parents were immigrants to this country. They each lived on Delancey Street, in which a hundred years ago, or more than a hundred years ago, people lived essentially in tenements, but they all agreed to help each other. And the idea was they'd live in an extended family or a community, and they'd pool their resources. Like, none had anything by themselves. But if they pooled them, they had a little bit of power, and they could sell things. If it, Whatever they were, if you could make a sock, you'd sell a sock. If you could find a flower, you'd sell a flower. And they'd pool those resources, and then together they went from the very poor class into the middle class. And that's exactly what I felt was important. No therapy, but an education which taught you how to be in the middle class, how to tie a tie, how to get along with people not like you, how to learn about music, how to go to art museums, everything that makes a life exciting. And in the process, we taught you vocational skills. Mm, That's really wonderful. And I could definitely hear the spirit of Delancey Street um, in, in the way that you were growing up. So tell us a little bit more about self-governing model. How does that work at Delancey Street? How did you help someone who just came out of prison? Well, it comes with an idea. It comes with an idea in which it says, each one teach one, which is rather than have experts come in and tell them, I went to whatever I knew, which was not great, but... I did have a doctorate, and I grew up with a dad who had a teeny-weeny little pharmacy, which eventually got to be a little bigger pharmacy, and my mother kept the books, and we lived on each one teach one. 
So each person who came in got taught by the person who had the job before. Mm. And that's exactly how we live. And we've lived that way for 41 years. So you learn a skill. Sometimes when you first come in, you're there for a week or two weeks, and you've learned how to set a table, and a new person comes in, and you become the teacher of setting the table. And that goes on. We have a restaurant So you learn how to make anything on the restaurant, and then you teach that menu in the next semester. I have to stop and say we think we're Harvard. So I call us Harvard for the underclass. So we live on a semester system. So each semester you go up a peg and you teach what you learned to the person under you. Mm. And that's gone on for 40 years. So each person is also a teacher. He's a learner and a teacher. That's wonderful. So they're really given responsibilities, but also at the same time, opportunity to grow. Exactly. And also, it sounds like you're taking little steps with them so that it's easier to achieve one step at a time. Exactly. When you're first teaching people to tie a tie, and there is a person who is in charge of teaching people to tie a tie because no one who comes in here knows how to tie a tie, but you learn how to teach. You Mm -hmm. not only learn things that are important, you learn how to teach. So you Mm -hmm. better get that tying of the tie right. And later, you're running a restaurant, so you have to teach people to be nice to the people who come in so that you will like them and they will like you. And ultimately, since we're talking about business, this is what we do. I truly believe, like the old entrepreneurial spirit that once made America great, and not by having corporations buy out other corporations. We have, for 41 years, started out with nothing and been unable to pay bills, and now we're a multi-million dollar corporation, all done by the residents who would be in prison if they weren't given the chance to help each other, and that's a restaurant, a moving company, many, many that we'll talk about later. But they start with something very simple, and then they slowly grow to to find the best of themselves and teach it to somebody else. That's incredible, and I just want to put things in perspective for our listeners so that they understand how challenging this whole process is. Um, I'm going to read some facts about the residents at Delancey Street. Um, a typical resident at Delancey Street has served an average sentence of seven years and has been back to prison probably three or four times. And many of them have been homeless for years, and some of them have been drug addicts for an average of 10 years. And many of them right at the level of sixth grade. And very few of them actually held the job for more than a year before coming to Delancey Street. And one of your graduates, if I remember correctly, was on death row at one point. Yes. Right. And yet there has been very low attrition rate. 
Delancey Street, and you don't take money or funding from government agencies, and revenues only come from Delancey Street Enterprises. Well, sixty percent of our sixty percent come from the businesses that we run, and the rest come in primarily from people who give us their products. People give us clothes, like Gap gives us clothes, J. Crew gives us clothes, uh, Brooks Brothers gives us clothes. Um, when we were building a 400,000 square foot building, which we've now built for the last, we've had it for 21 years, we did it ourselves. Oh, that's amazing. Um, it looks like we have to take a short break, but we're going to continue with this conversation when we come back. You're listening to Business Reinvention with Nancy Lin, and we're speaking with Dr. Mimi Silbert, President and CEO of Delancey Street. We will be right back. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. In today's marketplace, your ability to open up the way you think and adapt to change allows your business to stay ahead of curve and perform at a higher level. At Change Agent SF, we can provide you with the tools and coaching to become an effective leader to grow your business. Contact us today at 415-322-9073 or email Nancy Lynn at info at changeagentsf.com for more information. Transform your leadership and business with Change Agent SF. Zoom Leadership. It's the big picture issues of the day, up close and personal capabilities of leadership, and a desirable future of constant renewal. Zoom Leadership. It's the economic crisis made clear, patterns and perspectives of leadership, and the importance of changing the way we pursue our future. Join host John Schmidt every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time. Zoom Leadership. An inside look at what's really going on in business, government, and civil society. Tune in every week on the Voice America Business Channel. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Business Reinvention with Nancy Lynn. To join in on this week's discussion, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Now, back to Business Reinvention. You're listening to Business Reinvention with Nancy Lynn. So, um, Mimi, um, before the break, you were just kind of giving us a summary of the structure and how it works at Delancey Street. And it sounds like you have a very innovative program and the residents there are allowed to learn from each other and also interact with communities, which is very different from most of the rehabs out there. Um, But based on the fact that I just described some of their criminal histories, a lot of people might think that you are against all odds, and yet so far the self-governing model has worked so well Why do you think it's so effective? I think it's because the people feel the weight 
on their shoulders. It's like any family. If you feel the weight of the family on your on your shoulders, on your back, you rise up because you have to, because otherwise the whole family will fall apart. Mm. And in our family, it's that way on the newcomer. I may may have all the titles, but really the foundation is run basically by newcomers. If they don't learn to run it, it falls apart. Mm. I can run my mouth all day long about what we should do but if they don't do it it does fall apart and we do have very violent people who in prison have been very violent and yet they come here they live in integrated dorms when they first come in and we have no violence they sit there I don't know what they do they must chew their cheeks a lot Um, but We always say that's not what we do here, so do it that way. And one of the very funny things I always say is these people, they have horrible pasts, but they are so wonderful in what they do here. And one of the things is we have a moving company. And again, my version of a bit, talking about reinventing America, I feel so strongly about America that because I was first generation American mm. and it was make yourselves able to deal with the people who don't like you because you know we came in people don't always like people who first come into the country so first it was make it so that you like them That's the first thing. And then the second thing is make it so that they like you. Well, those two things work exceptionally well because our people have dealt with their own gangs for most of their lives, and they have to learn how to talk to what they call square people, straight people. And in our restaurant, in our moving company, in driving people around, which we do both for paratransit, people who can't take it, and for very wealthy people who run huge companies. Uh, We drive them. A lot of it is given to service so that we give them what they need. And when you do that, and when you're helping people, you like them. And the odd thing is, of course, you're helping them, and they like you. And those are the two strongest things in our business. The third, of course, is to give our people skills, and to give them skills in in the actual skill of handling the thing. We do construction. They need to do construction. We do moving. They need how to learn to run an A truck. But much more importantly, they learn how to take what the authoritative figure is telling them to do, even though they think they know better, to to keep their mouth shut <laughs> and do what your boss is telling you to do. And that is the old entrepreneurial spirit. You come up with something exciting, you do it, you do it so that you and your customers come to feel like one. And 
in all these 41 years, I've never talked about the bottom line, which to other people, the bottom line is making money. It is not that to us. To us is making all these people feel comfortable. And it turns out that the bottom line becomes money. Because if they like you and you like them, they keep coming back. We've been voted the best moving company in the Bay Area for years and years. And in our cafe, we have the best, uh, we have the best potato pancakes and we have the best sweet potato pie. We keep getting voted. And it's not that we really know how to make these things. It's that we put care and love in. And I know people will laugh when I talk about a moving company because I myself laugh. We've taken people who I say used to go in your homes and wrap your things. They just never brought them back to your other homes. (laughs) They just stole them. Um, But Mimi, you um, sounds like you're actually teaching them some very important skills. I mean, one thing I'm hearing is interpersonal skills dealing with people who may be like you or may be very different from you. And that's very important even in a corporate world. And also the other thing that you're teaching them is empathy and not being judgmental. And really trying to understand and appreciate everybody around you and uh, eventually you will learn to appreciate them and people like people who like them. Exactly. And they learn that these people feel the same way they feel. After having a bad day, you come into a restaurant, you're exhausted. They feel the same way these lonely, kind of miserable people feel who have self-destructed them. Themselves. And they reach out and they give, and that is what makes a business great. I mean, like in our, it, it, just for December, we sell uh, Christmas trees. Mm-hmm. And in that little month, and we use mostly new people, they make across the country point five million dollars selling Christmas trees. That's so impressive. It's so impressive. And they do it by, first they don't want to do it, so they sit in the back getting the trees off. And then someone says, oh, get out there and just talk to a kid. And they get out there and they don't talk to the grown-ups. They take the kid and they they say, come with me, I'll show you a tree, I'll show you a tree. <laughs> and then, of course, the grown-ups get excited because they're, they're talking to the kids. And then the grown-ups talk to them, and then they say, oh, my God, they liked me, and I like them. And you know what? They liked our trees. <laughs> yeah, and I and, think that goes for the company as well. So it sounds like you have people who are um, highly engaged, you know, and this, exactly. we have seen the same thing in a lot of studies about um, corporate productivities. When your employees are engaged and committed and feel like the companies are giving them opportunity to grow um, and trusted them, um, eventually they're going to drive higher productivity and eventually it will become profitable. Exactly. And if you don't mention the profit and you just mention how important it is for them to carry this and and like the people, the people come back and they get excited each time it happens. 
the customers come back and get excited, and the people doing the entrepreneurial skills get excited. And that is how we built America. We had people from all different every different country, and they did have to learn to like each other, and they did reach out and help each other. And if we don't understand that that's so much bigger than computer skills, which which they might also need, but it's so much more important than just learning the computer. And we also teach our people computer mm-hmm. skills. But learning that customer relationships, which is not only do you like them, but they have to like you, and it makes both of you excited, I I truly believe that that will reinvent America. We need to be civil to one another and to be more than civil. We need to actually like each other and have empathy and and help each other through the day. And when we do that, all else changes. That's so well said. Um, And I'm also interested in how did you decide on which business to get into? Well, I'd like to say, (laughs) unlike all of the people studying business, (laughs) I did not make a business plan. I would look around me in each place we were in, like we're in New Mexico, for example. Our headquarters are in San Francisco, but we also have places like New Mexico. We were in New Mexico, and before we had a place and we were going to be there, I stayed at a hotel. The hotel was small, and it was important, and it had hand-woven drapes. And I looked and I said, Oh my God, they would love hand-done furniture. And that was the first thing we did. We came and I said, we'll make doors so they'll be beautiful, adobe doors, and we'll make hand-done furniture that's done in the old Taos style from New Mexico. And these small businesses will love it. And the first person, persons, who bought our hand-done furniture was the Santa Fe Governing Council, which is the, the council for all of New Mexico. And they were excited, and we were excited. And, you know, we asked them, do, do you want holes in it? Do you want steps in it? Um, and together we got excited, and we made exactly what they wanted. And that, that was 30-something years ago, and it's still going. This is very interesting because it sounds like, actually, again, empathy plays a very big role here. You think about what will customer, what will my customers love to have. Exactly. And this is how you go about identifying you know, customer pain and business opportunities. And right now, all of your businesses are still very profitable, even though we're going through an economic downturn. Yes, they, each year they get more profitable, which yeah. is hilarious to That's me. Um, because they're being done by people who not only don't have the skill, they've never worked even at an unskilled job for three months. That's saying they never worked at McDonald's or anything like it for three months. 
They can't take somebody saying you were wrong. And here we have a very, very, it's, it's very simple. You make a mistake, you say, I made the mistake, and you fix the mistake. Yeah, you don't and hold go around that. like very important people. Sometimes our presidents have done this saying, I didn't make that mistake, I didn't make that mistake. And it's so much more important to say, yes, I made the mistake, help me fix it. And I fix it, and I'm right on a new path. Yeah, so Mimi, hold that, hold on to that thought because I'm sure um, our listeners would like to hear more about that. And we need to take another break, but we'll continue with the conversation when we come back. Thanks. You're listening to Business Reinvention with Nancy Lynn, and we will be right back. Up-to-date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. In today's marketplace, your ability to open up the way you think and adapt to change allows your business to stay ahead of curve and perform at a higher level. At Change Agent SF, we can provide you with the tools and coaching to become an effective leader to grow your business. Contact us today at 415-322-9073 or email Nancy Lynn at info at changeagentsf.com for more information. Transform your leadership and business with Change Agent SF. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now. Toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Business Reinvention with Nancy Lynn. To join in on this week's discussion, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Now, back to Business Reinvention. Welcome back. So, Mimi, it sounds like passion is definitely one of the, your secret sauces, um, or at least for Delancey Street. Um, and I think that's the same for a lot of successful enterprises as well. 
And I want to follow up a little bit on how you run your business um, because I know that you know, not only you and um, your residents come up with the business ideas, but the residents are also helping you to run your business, including handling cash. And that's an idea that may not sound so comfortable for some people, but how does that work for you? It is so funny. I tell our residents at first they have to what I call act as if which is they don't feel comfortable doing anything, but they have to act as if they're decent, act as if they care, act as if everything about them is perfect, even though they want to take the cash and run. And I always say someday you never know when it's coming. One Tuesday you see a $500 bill and you want to take it because no one will see it. And for some reason, you don't. The act as if has gone within you. And you just don't take it. You come running. Of course, it's, it's hanging off of your, your hand. You come running and say, I found a half a dollar bill, a $500 bill. Take it, take it. But pretty soon it becomes regular. And we have, of course, we have three, three things. I mean, we, we, we study each other. Everybody studies each other, so nobody really can get away with anything. Um, but for the people themselves, it comes if you act as if. They want to be good, and so ultimately they're good. Mm, that's really wonderful. And I also spoke to um, some of your graduates, and they talked about this experience of you know having having been given the responsibility of handling finance. And um, what I think came out is that they felt that they ha- they were so you know trusted exactly. by the, you know by the organization for the first time probably in their life, and that is so critical, and that has such an impact on them you know to be trusted. And um, I think someone once said that trust is reciprocal. You have to give it to get it. And it sounds like from the interview that I had with the graduates is that the fact that you trusted in them helped them to trust themselves and the society as well. Exactly. If you believe in someone before they believe in themselves, they rise up. Um, and that's very hard to do. You, you know, you, you in some sense have to love the people that are working under you. You have to see that they're nasty. I see that they're nasty when they come in, but I believe in what they can become. Mm-hmm. And I think that's true of any business. They, they get people now and they see, oh God, they can't do anything. But if you look at them and say, Okay, now they can't do anything, but pretty soon they're going to be great. And you help them get to great. They become great. Yeah, so like you said, you know, everybody has shortcomings. But you didn't just see their weaknesses. You also saw their potential. Exactly. And I think that's very important because a lot of time in the corporate world, we do performance evaluations and we focus so much on things you need to improve and things you're not doing great. Um, but what you have done is really also focusing on their potential. And a lot of time, I think it's very refreshing for them that for the first time, somebody actually has high expectation for them. And it has been shown so many times that when somebody – um, was expected, you know, to achieve something more than what they thought they could, they often rise to the occasion. I 
definitely believe that about myself. If I had a teacher and the teacher really believed in me, I rose up. And if I didn't, I was lazy. (laughs) You know, and I was a good girl. I was a good girl who never drank anything or did any drugs. But still, if they believed in me, I could see that they believed in me, and I wanted to rise higher. Yeah, I think that's so powerful. And the other thing I also noticed that's very impressive in your graduates, and, and one of them I spoke to is Robert Mansfield, and he's actually working at UCSF now. And when I asked him why he didn't consider giving up when he was at the Lindsay Street, and he told me that it just was not an option because he was always challenged to find a solution for whatever problem he ran into. And I thought that was really amazing, given the fact that many of them had given up on themselves so many times before going to Delancey Street. So what did you do to help them build such a strong sense of persistence and determination? Well, that's why I love it, because they're not building persistence for themselves. If they were they would give up. If they were saying, oh, I can't do this, they would give up. But I'm always saying to them, okay, if you want to give up on yourself, that's great. But there are three people who depend on you. What are you going to do, kill them? You can't give up on persistence because they are looking at you. So you've got to come up with a solution. So in essence, everyone is like the patriarch or the matriarch of a family. They have to come up with something, not for themselves, but for the people who are depending on them. Wow. That is very empowering, you know, to be given that kind of responsibility. And it also sounds like you build um, a, a, a sense of pride um, in the organizations that really holds everybody together. Exactly. And and they don't feel the pride in themselves for a long time. They feel the pride in the people they're teaching. Like any teacher, you feel the pride. Oh, my God, I have a great student here. It isn't until way later that you say, wow, I've taught for a long time. I have so many great students. Maybe I was a, a good teacher. Yeah, the ability um, to have impact on other people. It's actually, yeah, it's an incredible impact on the person who actually was giving help. You don't see it in yourself. You Mm -hmm. you really don't see it, especially if you're self-destructive. You really don't see it, but you see it in other people, and it excites you, and you think, all of a sudden you think, I walk in, and 20 people need to talk to me. Oh, my God, I must be important somehow. (laughs) And... And it changes your whole view of yourself. Mm. It changes your view of yourself far more than if you tell them you're a winner or let's sit down and talk about your self-esteem. Nothing works as well as earning it, earning it, fighting for it, and earning it. Mm. That's so inspiring. Um, It sounds like you have taught them to value other people but also value themselves. Yes, and you can only value yourself after you value the other people. Mm. Um, you you earn your own self-respect. We all know that. There's a little judge sitting in the back of our un, 
unconscious, whether we like to think of it like that or not. And if you don't earn it yourself, it doesn't matter how many people tell it to you. You've got to get out and fight for yourself. And it's easier to fight for yourself if you're fighting for some family. It's always easier that way. Mm. So and that's how, the- we, that's how we made America. America exactly. needed us. And we fought for it because we were fighting England. We were, we were fighting somebody. So what and do you think we're fighting right now? Right now we're fighting greed, self-consumption, people where the people get arrested, but the Congress can, can take money and make money off of it because they get insider information. Those are outrages. This is America where everybody was supposed to be the same and be able to rise. And if we don't go back to that very simple, simple philosophy where everybody can rise and everybody, no matter how important they are, can believe in somebody else and teach it to them. I, you know, Mickey Drexler, he runs J. Crew. He used to run The Gap. He's, I guess, the best retailer in the country. And you know what he does? He goes to every store and he asks people. He just stands there in his jeans and a shirt. And he asks people who didn't buy things, what am I doing wrong? What would you like in the store that we, we could put in it? And I'm sure they have no idea who he is. And they tell him. And he listens because he doesn't think he's a hot shot. He listens to the people who need something and they feel important. And then he makes the thing that they want. We, we will never make America reinvent itself until we bring ourselves together. Uh, and, and we really have to do that. It, it's getting humiliating. We're about to hit bottom soon. And we have to climb up that mountain together, holding hands. Wow, that's a very inspiring message, and thank you for that. Um, we're going to continue with this conversation after the short break. Again, you're listening to Business Reinvention with Nancy Lin, and I'm speaking with Dr. Mimi Silbert, President and CEO of Delancey Street. We will be right back after this break. the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. In today's marketplace, your ability to open up the way you think and adapt to change allows your business to stay ahead of curve and perform at a higher level. At Change Agent SF, we can provide you with the tools and coaching to become an effective leader to grow your business. Contact us today at 415-322-9073 or email Nancy Lynn at info at changeagentsf.com for more information. Transform your leadership and business with Change Agent SF. 
We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Business Reinvention with Nancy Lynn. To join in on this week's discussion, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Now, back to Business Reinvention. Welcome back. This is Nancy Lynn with Business Reinvention. So, hi, Mimi. Um, I really enjoyed your last message. Um, so, I know that Delancey Street has been around for 40 years now. So what's new at Delancey Street? What are some of the new challenges and goals that you have now? Well, right now we're teaching. I didn't want to get any bigger. We have six facilities around the country, and I don't want to get any bigger because as simple as that sounds, we really are a family. We take a bus. We we rotate people every semester. We really do know each other. So now... We're teaching people to run the way we run, which is the complete opposite of the way everyone else runs. We don't, we don't act like a, our people come in as drug addicts, but we do no drug addiction. They come in with no vocational skills, but we don't run like a vocational skill program. We truly run like a big community and a family. And now we're teaching people to replicate, and they're coming. We have replications in Africa, in South Africa. We have them here in Alaska and several other um pieces in America. We have them in other in Australia, in New Zealand. Uh, and people are coming and they want to learn a very different style mm-hmm. where you can be a nonprofit but put people into the community and make them interact with each other. Make people stop feeling revenge. Make people come together, make people feel they belong to something and that they can rise higher. And so this is big for us, which is to try to train people to understand a very different philosophy. Uh, And it's different from business. It's different from nonprofit. It's just got its own reinvention of itself. It's and the most important thing is that you worked. A whole bunch of people on you yeah. and said, "Live," <laughs> and you have to live, and that's what we're trying to train people to do. And it's very difficult because they have all these theorems and things which we don't have uh, to try to make things work. So that's our that's our biggest thing right now. Wow, so your expansion plan sounds very exciting. Um, so if there are listeners out there who would like to get involved or help out, um, how can they go about doing that? Just give us a call. We're at 415-512-5190. Repeat that again. It's 415-512-5190. And we'll just set up a time. You know, we're very old-fashioned. There's no no new age here. Uh, give us a call, 
and we will talk to you. That's wonderful. Um, and so before we wrap up, I also wanted to get your advice for people who may be trying to jumpstart their career or their business. Um, I mean, obviously there are signs of economic recovery right now, but many people still continue to struggle in this downturn. Um, so I wonder what, can you, um, what would you say to them? I would say, first of all, look at the people under you and believe that no matter what business title you have, you will never succeed unless the people under you rise to their best. So begin to believe in them and then teach them to believe in themselves and to actually love the customer. Whatever you're doing, your customer knows better than you do. And listen to them. Ask them. Listen. Change what you're doing. And don't change it because you're the CEO and you're brilliant. Change it because the customer wants it. And you'll make a base. And begin to love that base. Believe in the things you're doing. Get inspired. Believe that no matter what's going on, quote, economically, we have an inspiration in each other. We have an inspiration in getting ourselves together as a country. And if we get ourselves together as a country, your own business will go better. That is so true, and thank you so much for your advice, Dr. Silver. It, it has been such a pleasure to have you here, and I really admire you for your creativity and courage and compassion, and I can see that it has been very contagious and has inspired change and motivated so many people to grow and to succeed. And so I want to wish you continued success with the Lancy Street's um, expansion plan, and um, uh, thank you for sharing these great lessons for companies and leaders who are trying to learn to how to influence and inspire change. Thanks again for being with us today. Thank you so much. I really appreciate this. Thank you. And to the listeners, thank you for joining me today. I hope you had enjoyed the conversation with Dr. Silver as much as I have. And like I said, we're going to have a lot of great shows for you coming up, and so please make sure to join me again next week. And to learn more about next week's show, follow me on Facebook or Twitter at This Reinvention. And if you are reinventing your business and you would like to share your story, please email me at radio at changeagentsf.com. Again, that's radio at changeagentsf.com. Enjoy the rest of your week, and I will be... Meeting you right here next week again at 4 p.m. Pacific time. And thank you for tuning in. I'll see you next week. We hope that you've enjoyed Business Reinvention with Nancy Lynn. Please join us for another edition of our groundbreaking program next Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern time, 4 p.m. Pacific time on the Voice America Business Channel. We hope you'll find the inspiration for change over the coming week. 